In an era where the traditional education system is facing challenges and criticisms, my guest today has emerged as an absolute beacon of hope. She's the president and CEO of Chula Vista Christian University, and she's not just changed the game, she's redefined it. She joins me today to talk about her book, Outsourced, and why we need an education revolution in the United States. This is the Heidi St. John Podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So, my friend, Dr. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. I'm really glad to see you. You're looking great, by the way. You're so sweet. It's my great joy to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's let's uh, jump right into this because I know you're ridiculously busy, and I'm just so I'm so happy that you've been able to make the time to do this. You have a passion uh, for education, and you understand. You and I have had these conversations over the years many times on the road and in person. And you were just up here at the Homeschool Resource Center, which was such a delight. Um, why are you, how did, first of all, how did you get interested in the field of education? And then I really want to jump into outsourced and why, because you and I have, when I saw that book, you handed it to me, I was like, girlfriend, oh my word, this is what I've been saying for years. Like we got to stop outsourcing everything to other people, but let's, let's start with just you and kind of where you came from and how you got this just passion the Lord gave you to kind of wake up people to the importance of education. Yeah, I kind of lived in this two parallel worlds. I had my kids I was homeschooling because we saw the brokenness of education and wanted to be part of, you know, raising up a generation. We're first generation Christians. We didn't know anything about how to parent or how to educate our kids. And so um, I really wanted to be part of, you know, raising good godly kids that would um, carry the torch into the next generation. And so I had this really, I had this kind of wild experience of being in you know, homeschooling my own kids and then working as a professor where I saw the cumulative dysfunction of, you know, the 12 years that kids would get in the traditional education systems, public and private. And the kids that always stood out to me were the ones who had been discipled by their parents, which mm. is, you know, really the homeschool model, academic discipleship. And so uh, I knew that when my oldest got to be school age, that that was going to be the way we were going to go. And so didn't know anybody else uh, doing it. Came, moved out to California, saw even private ed was just uh, so, so um, overtaken by, yeah. um, e- even back then, my oldest is 25, but even back then we already saw Marxism, feminism, all that in the private yep. schools. And so yep. I met someone at church who had five godly kids that seemed like they loved each other and loved her. And I said, how did you get that? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> and she said, homeschooling. And I literally thought it was a cult. I had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> But we just jumped in, and so I, I just, you know, all the, all the years, all the, all the fruit that we see now that our kids are older, you know, it's like the harvest yeah. years. You're seeing all this incredible. You hear your kids say things to you that you said to them when they were little, and it's, it's now internalized in who yeah. they are. I mean, it's just an incredible experience. But living in both of those worlds, being able to see the fruit of what it looks like when we pour out into our own kids uh, rather than as the title suggests, outsourcing mm-hmm. them, uh, mm-hmm. that we're going to get a totally different harvest. And I'm very concerned with what I'm seeing out of the education system. You know, not only the content, which I think a lot of people are aware of now, that yeah. there's, you know, the content is obviously anti-faith, anti-family at the root. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Traditional mm-hmm. education, whether it's private or public. But uh, with a particular, a of- I think a particular bent at Christianity, right? Absolutely. They're not, they're not taking aim at uh, Islam. 
They're not. They're taking aim at Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. one that really has the power. That's what yeah. they're trying to cut out. Yeah. And so I think, um, but that content piece is, is clear to a lot of people, but they haven't thought about, I think, the methodology. And when you're just you know, getting kids to memorize something that what you think is important as a teacher, you wrote memorization on and on and on. And, you know, regurgitation of facts, that's, that's not education. And certainly there's no spark of fire. You know, the two key elements for intrinsic motivation, if we want our kids to be intrinsically motivated, are efficacy and wonder, which is like, I can do it myself and I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. And kids are not excited. I mean, I watched so many across 20 years of teaching in traditional ed, watch just kids in in the back of the row, just bored, you know, Mm -hmm. the back row of the classroom in expensive pub, private colleges where they're they're going because it's been $40,000 a year. Exactly. They're not interested. They're not passionate. So I think we've got to turn that whole, not just the content, which is obviously anti-Christian, but also the methodology. I mean, we look at how Jesus taught. It was all questions. Yeah. Everything he asked. It's what we know scholastically is it inspires deeper thinking, but it takes a lot of work and faith and um, I think there's a, I think there's a better answer. I think this is a solvable problem. We look at the most anxious, depressed, atheist generation in the history of our, our country. And I think it is a solvable problem. Which is the that's, reason why you and I get along so well. That's right. Right. That's so right. you're not looking at this thing going, okay, you know, wah, wah, is you hang it up and, and go home. Instead, you've just, you've seen a problem and you're, and you're coming up with a solution. I want to yeah. touch really quickly on um, something that you said about your own kids and just seeing you saw something in another family yeah. that you were like, that's what I want for my family. Yeah. And that was how I got started homeschooling. Also, I saw something in another family that I was like, well, shoot fire. How are they doing that? Well, it turned out that they, they had just brought their kids home and they, you know, we, that's what we did. So 26, 27 years ago now we pulled our daughter out of a public school and we brought her home and the rest of our six kids never set foot in a traditional public school classroom. But you mentioned that you're seeing similar things in private schools. And I want to touch on this because I think it's a it's a misnomer and it goes to the outsourcing of our kids. I graduated from a private Christian high school. And the stuff that I saw, there was a lot of good things that happened at that private school, but also a lot of really rough things. And many, many of the kids that I graduated from that Christian high school with are not walking with the Lord today. And I wonder if you can touch on that for a minute. When you say you saw the already the roots of feminism, the roots of Marxism uh, in these private schools, what does that manifest like? What does that look like? So a parent who's going, I wonder if that's in my school, how would they even know? It's such a powerful, I know it's a hot topic because a lot of parents think, well, I've got my kid in Christian school. I think my first kind of clue to something being wrong was I went to speak at a high school, private high school graduation and, you know, all the kids were in their uniforms and, you know, where they're told what to wear. And, um, I went back to an event the following year and saw those same grads and the way they acted and the way they dressed didn't look any different from the world. They hadn't, mm-hmm. they hadn't been discipled. And I think one of the challenges with a lot of the Christian environments is that they're the kids that are put in, you know, you'll have kids who are put in because parents don't feel like either they're capable or don't want to do the work. And so they'll put their kids in there thinking, well, at least somebody else is going to speak into them. But the rate on or the rate of success on somebody else speaking into our kids, you Come know, on. again, you go back to some of the Josh McDowell studies and, you know, 85% of kids in public school from Christian homes are walking away from the Lord because you're being discipled all day long. And so one, a lot of parents have told me that they, they weren't expecting, they knew that the there might be teachers who are who are a little off because they went to 
private, they went to public school, went to public college, got trained in Marxism and feminism. The ideology, it's a drip. You know, think about evolution has been taught since, you know, for 57 years, it's been taught in our school system. There's an IV drip there, you know, that it just changes the way people think. And when you don't think you had purpose and you're born from a Psalm 139, you know, perspective of God's design for you, it really changes how you act in your life and how you treat other people. And so I think a lot of, um, a lot of parents who are thinking, wow, my kid's safe because he or she's in, you know, private school. Well, who's teaching your kids and what are they being taught? You know, where was the, where did the teacher go to school and who, you know, that, and then can that teacher effectively disciple 35 kids, you know, in an eight hour day? And then they come home yeah, with the another, answer is no, no is the answer. And then yeah. they come home with two or three hours of homework. So by sure, sheer volume, you do not have the opportunity to discipleship. I think the average dad is getting 15 minutes alone with this kid a day. That's nowhere near discipleship. So we meet with parents all the time, as you do. And we'll say, um, you know, how much time are you investing in your kids? They they feel like they can't take that two or three hours. You know, that's all it takes to be able to homeschool your kids three mm-hmm. hours a day, but they mm-hmm. can't take the two. And so we'll look at, you know, let's do a time analysis to see where your time's going. Because obviously where our treasure is, that's where our heart is. So yeah. what are we pouring all of our, you know, a lot of parents are just there. It's the either the goal of uh, better, uh, you know, uh, we want to be in an Ivy League school. Why, first of all, why, why, mm-hmm. why, why? Do you wanna, let's question yeah. our our yeah. reasoning there. And then they're, you know, they're training them up, and they're maybe gaining the world, getting this amazing scholarship. But obviously, we could see the stats; they're losing their soul. Yeah, it's really true. And I wonder, you know, if parents really understood the power of discipleship. I teach on this a lot. You know, Jesus was talking, of course, about the Pharisees in uh, in Luke chapter 6, verse 40. And he said, when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. So several days ago on my podcast, I, I asked the question, how many of you really know who is teaching your children? And I would venture to guess that upwards of 90% of parents who drop their kids off either a private school or a public school do not know where these teachers are coming from. They don't know their worldview. They don't know what they think about feminism. They don't know what they think about homosexual ideology. They don't know what they think about uh, politics or uh, or any of the the hot button issues that are really shaping this generation. And it's having a devastating effect because we've outsourced the thing that God says intrinsically belongs to parents. And we see that across the spectrum. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So powerful. I think there's that's such a sobering question for parents when they really think about who is pouring into your kids. And a lot of parents, obviously, their their goal is, you know, we're paying in our area forty thousand dollars a year to put you know put a kid in a in a high school, private high school, and they're thinking, well, the coach is a Christian and the teachers are a Christian. But I mean, define your terms. What do you yeah. mean by that? I mean, we see all over social media today that there's a whole lot of there are a whole lot of different definitions of what it means to be a Christian. So if we want to transmit values to our kids. That's, that's a hands-on activity. That's Mm -hmm. not a, you know, something that we can pass on to somebody else. And that 
of course there are people that can come alongside us, but you and I obviously are the homeschool academy model is having people that we, we, um, we trust and we know their values. And, um, so it's not like our kids are in some little bubble where they never interact with other humans. It's they're, they're around people that we trust to pour into them. And I think that's, you know, that's the responsibility of stewardship is for us to, to be very careful about yeah. the people that we that we allow to speak into our kids' lives. And, you know, our kids are now making these decisions that it's so fun to just step back and listen to them reason through things that we've taught them all their lives. And now they're, they, they really are. The, the Bible is the, the, or the word of God's in, infallible. It's, you know, yeah. true through and through. And to hear things that you've trained your children in that they're now walking in of their own volition. I mean, I don't think there's a greater joy than that. It's just so amazing to, to see the fruit. And I think yeah. it's encouraging for parents of younger kids. Cause when your kids are little, you're in a plowing season, you're just tilling the soil, you know, <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> it is. And you, and you often, and you often don't see any fruit like you, yeah. you know, day after day, after yeah. day, a month after yeah. month, after month, you're telling them the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And then all of a sudden you'll start to see people say to me, Oh, I'll homeschool my kids uh, until they get into high school. I'm like, why would you take them? Why would you put them in in high school? That's when you start to get to see the fruit That's of right. all the work that you've been doing. You're pouring into your kids. I saw a meme the other day, and I haven't actually done the math on this. so I don't know if it's right, but it seems like it is. They were saying that by homeschooling your child, parents gain 15,000 hours of, of discipleship time with their kids. And I think that's true. Think about what I remember, uh, Lisa, for me, when I realized, because I'd been told my whole life, you can't teach your own kids to read, right? Only teachers can do that. Only, you know, certified. The expert culture, right. The expert culture. They're the only ones that can do that. And I believed them. And what does it say about about my school, you know, my private Christian high school that I went to, that I felt ill-equipped to teach a five-year-old to read after I had come through this this system that my parents had paid, my grandparents had paid all this money to put me into. And I get out and I'm like, oh yeah, I can't teach. I I can't teach one plus one is two. I don't know how to get, you know, a couple of oranges off my kitchen counter and make a math lesson out of it for my six-year-old. But we've been trained that, that we, we can't do that. And I know, uh, and I'd be curious to know how you felt, but when it finally occurred to me that, oh my goodness, I can do this. I felt so robbed. Mm -hmm. I was like, these people are stealing from parents years and years and years that you can never get back. You can't get it back. And once you realize, oh, I can do it. It's so empowering and it, it's and it, it's not you know it's not a it's not a, a one size fits all and of course I'm sure you and I could sit here for hours and talk about families who homeschool their kids and did everything so called right the right way and their kids still walked away from the Lord, but it's generally true that when you are pouring into your kids week after week after week and you're the one who is uh, training them in righteousness, that's going to bear fruit at some point. Yeah, that's right. That's so powerful. I think, gosh, when I just look at how the expert culture has affected specifically moms. You know, when we look at, even biologically, we look at moms, moms and dads are wired very differently. And moms are what's called didactic, which means intending to teach. You're teaching oriented as a mom. Dads are more play oriented and moms are more didactic. And that, you know, I know there's a whole, you know, there's a whole war against Wait, biology what are you right saying? now. Are you saying men and women are different? Wait, stop <laughs> right know, now. I mean, that, I know. That, that's going to get you arrested Shocker. in California. Shocker. <laughs> Does Gavin Newsom know we're having this conversation? <laughs> It's crazy. But when you look at that statistically and you see it's already in you, moms, yeah. 
It's yeah. already in you. You are, yeah. the Bible says you are fully equipped for everything God's called you to do. He's given you all that you need to be able to pursue this. And so uh, to be able to, and I think that's why it's so important for moms of younger kids to get around, to have that community, healthy community around them where they see older moms and they look at the fruit in their kids and they can ask them like I did, like you did. Yeah, yeah, ask yeah. Those, how did you, do, you this? do that? <laughs> what do you do? Right? Don't Google it. Friends, yeah. talk to somebody real yeah. who has real fruit in their lives. It's yeah. not, yeah, powerful. Yeah, it's so good. And I think when when parents feel uh, empowered, and I think that's what you've spent your life doing, is trying to tell their par- other parents, you can do this. And I mean, I'm the same way. When I figured it out, I was like, everyone should know this. Yes. Like everyone should know this. Everyone should understand what's happening to their kids. I followed a school bus into the resource center this morning. And I hate following school buses for like a variety of reasons. I hate that they stop every 15 feet. I hate that, you know, it's like you're following this moving stop sign. But what grieves me the most is watching these kids come out of these, you know, many times these beautiful homes and they get onto these school buses and the parents don't know what they're going to learn that day. They've just given up. They've outsourced the responsibility that God has given to them. You wrote a book about this called Outsourced, Why America's Kids Need an Education Revolution. You handed me this book and I was just like, for goodness sake, get this in the hands of every educator and pastors too. My goodness. Uh, Lisa, what would happen if pastors started to get a vision for education? And that's part of the case that you're making in Outsourced, isn't it? It is. And I think that school bus image, it spoke to me exactly like it did to you. I look at those poor little sweet kids getting on there and their parents not knowing not only what the teachers are going to say, but what their peers are. The peer culture today is insane. The bullying, the sexual pressure, uh, all the suicidal ideation. But that pastors in our our state, in California, we did the math. And if 250 churches out of the 33,000 Christian would open their doors and take in 200 kids, we would shut down the public school system. Come on. That's all it takes. That's all it takes, 75% of our churches. And so if we- um, And they, you know, sit, we, they sit empty all day. They sit empty all empty. week long. Uh, yeah. It just, it drives me crazy. You know, I've said before, I think you and I have this have a similar passion and a vision for this. Like what would happen if we flipped the church model on its right. head, which is yes. exactly what needs to happen, honestly. It you is. flip the church model on its head and all of a sudden p- places like Firmly Planted, we're in the church you know, Monday through Friday. And then the church is there Saturday and Sunday, which is how it should be. But instead they have these big churches. Oftentimes they're mega churches. It makes me sick that sit empty and lifeless five days a week while our kids are being, while our kids are carted off to Rome to be educated by Caesar. That's right. That's right. That's the academic rescue mission. That's exactly what we do is meet with pastors and say, you've got, again, solvable problem. Parents, get in the game. You can do this and we can help you. And I know you're doing the same thing, Heidi, tremendous work across the U.S., just having pastors open their doors, take in the community, be a a, a resource, be a lifeboat for the next generation. I mean, can't as Christians, we can't just step back and say, you know, I throw up my hands. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to just up. wait it out. The, yeah. uh, Waiting for the rapture. We're, right. We're going to be busy about the father's business. And right yeah. now the father's business is the next generation. I mean, how much Come clearer on. could it be when Jesus right. said, it would be better for you if there were a millstone tied around your deck and you'd be drowned in the depths of the sea, then you lead one of my little ones astray. And oh my goodness, what is happening oh, wow. right now? The children are being led astray in the public school system every single day. 50 million kids right now, as we talk, are being lied to about their identity, about their even their ability. I mean, it's insane. And we're seeing the fruit. We're seeing the devastation. I mean, look at the suicide rates in the next generation. It's 
it's, it's a palpable change. And again, solvable problem. Parents and pastors are the answers, hands down. If parents yeah. and pastors would partner together, we could shift the culture of the United States. Absolutely. Yeah. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, solvable problem. I love this. And and truly, we have, I, I believe, I said this the other day and I got some pushback from it, but I think it's true. We, we have an education holocaust in this country and people need to start looking at it that way. The devastating impact that is coming uh, into our government now. I mean, yeah. these are kids, we're cranking out by the hundreds of thousands. Right. Every single June, we graduate these kids out into the quote, real world. And they can't read to, you know, can't read worth a darn, right. you know, here in the, in, uh, in the state of Oregon, you don't have to be proficient in reading, writing, or math to get a degree from an Oregon high school. Right. But I'll tell you what, these kids know their pronouns. Boy, I'll tell you, they, they got That's the right. Zim and the Zer and the Yi and the Yang or whatever it is they're doing down. They've got that absolutely down and we're, we're losing, uh, so rapidly losing these kids, but it is a solvable problem. Talk to the, the parents. I know there are lots of parents listening to this who are like, wait, what? You, you think that the church has a role to play when you see that empty church and you say, we're talking to pastors. I mean, Jay and I did this for 17 years. We planted over a hundred homeschool cooperatives and churches. Awesome. The toughest nut in the world to crack is the church nut. <laughs> it's a, and boy, we can take that a hundred different directions right now, but I, I won't do that. Uh, tell parents how, when you say churches should be partnering, pastors should be partnering with parents for the education of their children. What do you mean? Yeah, I think, um, and I agree, it's a hard, it is a hard nut to crack. I just keep going back to the church being the bride of Christ and I cannot give up on it. So yeah, that's my Good motivation, girl. but yeah, thank you. You and I have a similar heart. Yes, I yes, love it. Yes, we do. Yes, we warrior do. warrior woman. That's right. But I love, especially millennial parents, you know, when we look at the studies on millennials, they were raised in mommy and me, very uh, community oriented. And so because of that, there's still, there's a different level of need for community than a gen, gen Xer or than a boomer builder, just a different, because we're socialized by our, our, you know, our environment is generational shift. So so especially to see that community established in uh, in the churches, you know, churches like you said, they're sitting open. We yep. we just we help design. They're empty. It. They're empty. That's right. They're empty from Drives Monday to Friday. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So having so having that community where parents come together, whether that's a, a little less formal, like cooperative, and they're just doing fun things like woodworking and entrepreneurship and and drama and other things that are harder to do by your by yourself, unless you have twelve mm-hmm. kids, then I guess you could do a choir, basketball, whatever. Right. But uh, <laughs> basketball, but it's feet. harder, right? <laughs> it's yeah, hard though because so. like the you got the like two foot basketball player and you got the five foot basketball player, true. so it's hard. Yeah, true, true. So so really partnering those together and having them both be the solution because the reality is. The parents and pastors are both the problem and the solution, right? Mm -hmm. Because we've looked the other way and that's why we are where we are. But if we would step forward and and really take on this, the call to educate the next generation, um, I'm just, I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. We had one uh, academy at San Diego start. We pulled 750 kids out of the public school. And I don't know if you've seen like Huntington Beach, LA, they're all posting school districts closing, school districts closing. And you're like, hallelujah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
Yes. Yes. But that's what we want again, because, and it's not vindictive against teachers or I know pastors get really nervous about, I'm going to, if I say something, I'm I'm going to offend someone. But here's the thing, a Christian teacher, she already knows, she already knows what she's teaching is a compromise. And many times they're just fearful and they want a way out. And when you open up opportunities for them to use their gifts and talents for the kingdom of God, for eternal dividends, rather than Mm -hmm. just some temporal paycheck, gosh, I mean, that just opens up so much in terms of potential. And every church has so much gold. That's one of my favorite things is working with, you know, working with churches that are in the game that there's all this gold in the church. You know, you have these people who are nurses and they left because they didn't want to get the job. Get the and shot. Now yeah, they're, yeah. yeah. And so now yeah. they're, they've got this gift and talent and they love biology and they love A&P, anatomy and physiology. And you say, you could teach that in the church? What? That yeah. just lights their fire. So why would we not refocus our energy on a community-based model that really speaks to, I mean, Noah Webster, Education without the Bible is useless. Why, yep. would we, why would we continue to educate kids without the foundation? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, no mm. wonder the kids are failing in the public schools. The There's fear, no fear of, the of the Lord has been ripped out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely true. And you've started uh, Chula Vista uh, Christian University. And tell uh, tell my audience a little bit about this because it's so fascinating to me. You and I have done a similar thing in planting these uh, these these just different models for education, which really does bring what we've been doing for, you know, uh, 25 years is bringing pastors and churches into partnership with parents. And you're absolutely right. The solution lies there. And it is to take yourself out of the government, you know, feeding trough. That's right. And stop looking to the government to subsidize everything you do and start saying, okay, father, you gave me these kids. And the pastor says, all right, Lord, you gave me these sheep. These are the sheep. I'm I'm the shepherd of this congregation. What does it look like? So tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing there in Chula Vista, because it's truly amazing. I saw you on the cover of Los Angeles magazine. They got to be quaking in their boots down there that Dr. Lisa Dunn is just like, oh, hey, hey, you know, I got something else and it's working. It's working. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, the question is, are we going to depend on the state or the savior? I mean, at the end of the day, Mm, and so- Even Christian colleges, a lot of them, they're on that drip feed with the go- with the government through taking yep. funds. And so I knew, I taught 25 years, I knew that the homeschool model would work at the college level. And so we've designed a college that is built literally on how I taught my kids for 20 years. <laughs> and to, we do a two-day-a-week model. They have margin to be with their family, to be in their church. You know, kids get in this college bubble in the traditional system. They lose all their connections. They stop going to church. They don't have any network. And then they get to graduation. I would have students say this all the time. They were terrified of graduating because they didn't have a network of relationships outside of school. That's not God's plan. So we started a mentor-driven, debt-free, faith-based college, Bible-based college and in Chula Vista. And then we uh, and then we offer those classes through our uh, academy sites. But the goal is that we have people that we trust pouring into our kids, teaching on, them teachers to think, that you know, teachers that, we that you know. know. Yeah. Yeah, that are yeah. Christian that actually yeah. go yeah. to church and Come are on. they're accountable. It's it's a it's a whole different model. And so what we're seeing is, and we build everything on the way Jesus taught with questions. So we're sitting in a circle. It's so not very rows Socratic. And rows. It is a Socratic model. We're sitting in a circle, not rows and rows. It's dialogue-based. It teaches critical thinking, and it's relational. So we've got this relationship crisis of misattachment in Gen Zs and Alphas right now in the larger sphere. And so when you put them in these circles and they get to relate and connect to one another – 
it's just, we're seeing this crazy shift that I wasn't actually expecting. It was a little serendipitous uh, in terms of the outcomes, but what, but really amazing to see because they're, they're connecting because they're facing each other and we're seeing the sharpening. And so it really is an iron sharpening iron kind of methodology, but it's so cool because people can do it anywhere at any church. You, you know, we're, 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 um, obviously we're trying to pilot something so that other people can use the same model because you can't just take kids out at 18, you know, keep them out and then you send them into the wolves to be, and why would right. we put our money and our time and our energy into these institutions that are, they, they don't have our best interest at heart. Right. They're they anti-faith. Well, Ken Ham calls them and, and I think we just start doing this, you know, I I don't know about you. I mean, you, you may be a little bit bolder than I was when I first started. I was just like, you know, everyone needs to make their own choice and it doesn't really matter. And some of, not everyone's called to homeschool. And now I'm just like, the barn is on fire. The Titanic is sinking. Right. Ken yes. Ham is calling them anti-God schools because Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. And, are, yeah. and so you just need to ask yourself the question, are the government schools for God? Yeah. Well, everyone knows, no, they're absolutely not for God. So if they're not for him, what are they? They're against him. And these are conversations that are so difficult to have. And and we've been unwilling to have them in the church. And it's gotten us to where we are today. And what you're doing, and you guys were up here recently because we're looking at doing the same thing, is offering college classes right here so that when kids are finished with that 12th grade year, they can continue right on in their community. They can look for the skill sets of the people that live around them to offer this mentorship, the Socratic method of college education. Then you bring in mentors and you partner with other universities. And when you explain this to me, Lisa, I'm telling you what my head exploded. I was like, wait, what? You could do college that way, right? Because they lied to you. I, I feel like this, it's the same lie. The, same, exactly lie. the same lie that I believed when when they told me, "Oh, you can't possibly yeah. homeschool your own child." And I was like, oh, "Of course I can't. I'm too dumb for that. I, I, mean, I can't do reading, writing, and arithmetic. I mean, you know, come on. I'm only 18 years old with the you know 13 years of a private education, so of course I can't teach basic math. Right, right. But when I realized I could do it, it was like this paradigm shift and something yeah. broke free in my spirit. And when you were explaining that you have brought this college model now to churches where students can come out of these uh, these universities debt-free with a degree right. and their heart intact, right? That's right. Why would we not do that? And I just was, I mean, my husband and I were sitting across the table from you guys just coming out of our chairs like, wait, what? We can do that? This is, I think, a, uh, a regeneration, you know, a renewal of the American spirit done yes. through God's people who have said, no, we're not going to do that anymore. And you guys are really leading the charge there. Yes. Thank you. Even to just not take government funding is such Come a big on. deal in Christian yeah. education, but there's such a, there is a yoke where yep. Christian schools are yep. tied to the government yep. and we yep. have the opportunity to sever that yoke so that we can be free. And so yeah. I just encourage I'm encouraging parents across the country. You can do this. You can step up kindergarten to college. The homeschool model works kindergarten to college because it's Isn't all discipleship. Crazy? There's it's a lot of people listening to this right now going, wait, what? What? You know, and as as we're looking in that here at Firmly Planted and we're um, considering, I mean, starting obviously with dual credit because you guys do a lot of that. There's no reason why. Uh, and it's a topic for another podcast, and I know you don't have time today, but sometime we need to come on and talk about dual credit and and bringing, I think, there's been a little bit of a, um, uh, I don't know, panic isn't the right word, but we're we're so focused right now, as we should be, on the hearts of our kids that we, we've forgotten we can actually do both. We can give our kids academic excellence yes. and we can disciple them. We yes. can do it. We can walk and chew gum at the same That's time. That's right. And, and why would and we waste our time in community why? college? I mean, we Come don't on. even accept community colleges credit 
at, yeah. at CBCU because well, why it's would we waste our time? It is. It's, it's yes. garbage. Yeah. I mean, you go right here, you know, to Vancouver, we have a, a Clark Community College here and I'm hearing stories from students coming out. They're saying, look, if I don't use the right pronouns, if I don't come at it from this particular professor's worldview, they fail these students. They do. They and do. so you're, you, you force your, and why are we doing this? Why I'm not a huge fan of sending kids to running start either for the same reason. Why are we sending our impressionable 15, 16 year old kids onto these college campuses where they're going to teach them that they evolve from an ape and that uh, and that they could be a narwhal whale on Friday if they want to be. If you just think it, you know, Lisa, if you think it into existence, boy, you can you can you can become it. That's what's happening on our community college campuses. It's a true story. It is. It absolutely is. It's a waste of time, energy, and resources. Yeah. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out. Girl, I love you so much. Tell people where they can find you. So I, I want to you know, drive as many of my audience, especially the pastors that are listening. You guys wake up. I love what you said. I'm going to put it on my wall. Parents and pastors in partnership with the living God are the answer to the education crisis that's facing this nation. And we need to wake up right now. Uh, it's a five alarm fire in the United States. Uh, we've got very important things happening locally in our elections. But we got to remember right. that these kids with this broken worldview are voting. Hello. And uh, it matters. Where can people find out more about what you're doing? Yes. Uh, CVCU, Chula Vista Christian University is cvcu.us. You can find our books, blogs, and podcasts there, including Outsource, Why America's Kids Need an Education Revolution, and then Academic Rescue Mission. If you're a pastor, go to academicrescuemission.com and we will help you get a site in your church up and running in four to six weeks. You can do this. Parents and pastors, right? Partner with the living God. We've got this. Amazing. Amazing. Dr. Lisa Dunn, you are a national treasure and a godly one at that. And I just have so appreciated you come. Let's do it again. And uh, yes. let's let's be part of the solution. I love that uh, you're a happy warrior, right? And uh, my theme word for this year is shine. And so I'm looking for uh, guests on my show that shine and you absolutely do. You. And uh, I just want to commend you for what you're doing. And just, I praise the Lord for you every day, sister. I can't wait to see God grow your ministry and uh, what we're doing up here in partnership with you. I'm excited about it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, friend. It's my joy. For more information on my guest today, you can head on over to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, and I will link back to all things Chula Vista Christian University there and Dr. Lisa Dunn. And I'm going to link back to her book, Outsourced, Why America's Kids Need an Education Revolution in the show notes today. You guys, this is important. I mean, obviously, Lisa and I are having a a rather lighthearted discussion, but our kids are dying in this system. They are dying spiritually. They are dying morally. They are dying, in many cases, physically. And we need to do something about it. Parents, and pastors in partnership with the living God have the solution. This is a fixable problem. I hope you guys have been encouraged by this today. Don't forget, my friend Phil Gunger is going to be right here at Firmly Planted for Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage on uh, February 16th and 17th. And my women's conference, Shine, is being held here the first weekend in March, March 1st and 2nd. You want to learn how to shine from the inside out. This is the conference for you. You guys can find out more at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I will see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.